You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. So we started by ministering on hold on to faith, that when you're at the end of your rope, hold on to faith. And then we looked at the working of our faith. How does faith work? What are the things that can short-circuit or damage our faith, that our faith is not effective and as strong as it should be? And I want to continue this morning to, to build on faith. We know that the Bible says that God will see us through every situation. So if you know that God will see you through, you have to ask yourself, what has your confession been during this season where you've been going through some challenges? If you know God will see you through, what has your confession been? Has your confession been giving you possession or has your confession caused you to stumble? It's very quiet now. Remember, your faith can never rise to a level higher than your confession. Your confession is the very thing that gives you possession. Turn with me in your Bibles to Hebrews 3 verse 1. Jesus is the gift with a lift. Jesus is the one who came with a solution to all our problems. Jesus is called the high priest of our confession. So ask yourself if Jesus has come to bring a solution to your situation. Has your confession been causing problems or solving problems? Has your confession been a solution or is your confession be causing problems? Because your confession will give you possession. Hebrews 3 verse 1. Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Christ Jesus. When we say Christian faith, or we talk about our Christian faith, we are talking about our confession. What are you confessing? What are you declaring with your mouth? We often attend seminars, even at work, how to be positive. If you're in sales, how to be a positive salesperson, how to say the right thing. And in church, people are also taught to say the right thing. But the difference is you need faith and the right thing to be said. Otherwise, your confession means nothing. I think one of the saddest things in life today is if you find people that never say anything wrong, but they still find themselves in the realm of defeat and failure. They always say the right thing. Why is that? Whatever you confess with your mouth needs your heart's full agreement. Everything on this planet was created by words. God spoke everything into existence. So we have to be very careful what we say with our mouths, what we declare with our mouths. Because we create with our mouths. Our mouths solve problems for us or our mouths cause problems for us. If you are honest, most of your problems that you are facing today is tongue problems. Problems that your own tongue caused for you. Where if you had just kept quiet, you would not be in that situation. But everything that God created, he spoke into existence. 
So it's not just about speaking, but to be in tune with God and everything that we do. Turn with me in your Bibles to Genesis 1. Genesis 1 verse 14. Then God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from night and let them be signs and seasons and for days and years. God spoke everything into God is spirit. It means the spiritual thing or spirit rules over material things. Very interesting if you read the Bible, Genesis 1 from verse 1 to 3. God did not speak one word into existence until the Holy Spirit was on the scene. Many times we want to declare and say things, but the Holy Spirit is not there. Make sure that you are walking with the Holy Spirit when you declare things. It is then that your confession will start to give you possession. Turn to your neighbor say, your confession will give you possession. Every single thing that you want, start to declare it. Ask yourself, the life that I'm living right now, are you happy with the life that you are living? Are you living the life that you are confessing? If you are living the life that you are confessing, you should not complain. If you're living the life that you are confessing, you should not complain. Because your confession will give you possession. Jesus said in the book of Matthew 21, said, if you say to this mountain, be removed, it will be removed. Means you have to speak to the mountain. You have your part to play when it comes to faith. Faith always moves in the direction of your confession. So if your confession is negative, it equals unbelief. But if your confession is positive, means your faith will be positive. Your faith will be strong. Jesus said, if you say to the mountain, many people, there's a spiritual mysticism where we have to, don't have to ask God for anything or say anything. God will just do it for us. Grace, grace. No. It's a partnership. You have your part to play. Jesus said, if you say to this mountain, if you speak to this mountain, if you tell the mountain, be removed, and you believe, it will be done. Oftentimes when there's a mountain, you're going to have to continue to say and declare until it is removed completely. Many times, so many negative words have been spoken and declared that you're in a negative cycle. Now you have to come back into a positive cycle. Most of the news that you read is negative. Who of you love reading the newspaper from the front to the back every day? Let me see your hand. Oh, nobody raising their hands now. You've heard me say that. I was a young man in my early 20s when the general manager said, stop reading the newspaper. It's just going to make you negative. If there's any important news that you have to know, somebody will come and tell it to you. And I found that to be true. Amen. Fill your mind with positive things, not negative things the whole time. Matthew 21 verse 12, let me just read it. Jesus answered and said to them, Truly I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you shall not only do this miracle of the fig tree, but also if you shall say to this mountain, 
be removed and be thrown into the sea, it shall be done. And all things, whatever you shall ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. Family, listen to me. It's the nature, it's a natural thing for a Christian to act in faith. Because faith is something that you have. Something that God has placed on the inside of you even before you are born again. Ephesians 2 verse 8 says, By grace we've been saved. By faith, through the faith that we have. It's an act of grace, but the faith is required. Where did you get the faith God had to place it on the inside of your heart. So mustard seed faith to move a mountain of sin is in the inside of your heart before you are even born again. So to act in faith is a natural thing for you. It's a natural thing for you. Faith, faith will always move in the direction of your confession. That's why we said, let's build God a house. And then we hold on to that confession. When God said, build a house, and we had that agreement from heaven, we could get the bush cutters and start cutting the grass. Because God said, let's build the house. Then when you have the faith and you know we have to build God a house, you just start acting faith. Not something too big, just a small step. Not we have great faith, we're going to build God a house and then we do nothing. You take the first step. Because the only proof of our faith is our obedience. So if you believe God has said that, now obey and take the first step. Am I helping some of you here? It's not big faith, do big things. Small things, big things. When you take the first small step, then God will do the rest. Amen. Turn with me in your Bibles to Joel chapter 3. Faith is not a product of our reasoning faculties. To try and figure it out in your mind. Faith comes from the born again spirit of man. Then it's authentic and then it's real. Then it comes from your heart. Most people serve God today from their minds and not from their hearts. They figured everything out from here, but they don't understand it here. It's the problem in the church today. They try and figure it out here instead of living it from here. The difference between being convinced and converted in simple terms, your confession becomes your faith. You'll know if somebody is a man or woman of faith by their confession. You can just listen to them. A person that's very negative the whole time, they are speaking and declaring unbelief. But somebody that is positive, you can hear it's a man or woman of faith. Not what are you confessing Sunday when you're in church. How many times do you say amen? What are you saying when you leave church here on a Sunday? Monday to Saturday. What are you confessing? What are you confessing about your job? What are you confessing about this country? What are you confessing about the future of your children? 
remember, there's no such thing as neutral communication. Communication either builds up or it breaks down. It's either positive or it's negative. It's either filled with faith or it's filled with doubt. And with those words, you fill the atmosphere. Atmosphere of faith, miracles, of hope, or an atmosphere of doubt. No hope. All situations that great men of God faced in the word of God in the Bible is negative situations. But yet they were positive. Because they did not look at their situation, but they looked at God. And they could hold on to their confession. Family, listen to me. Your confession as a Christian is your attitude towards God. Because the promise that God has given you is a positive one. It's one of hope, one of encouragement, one of seeing you through, one of making it. But if you are confessing and talking to people and it's negative, that confession is your attitude towards God. Turn to your neighbor and ask them, what is your attitude being towards God? I mean, what is your confession being? Listen what the Bible says, Joel chapter 3. Proclaim this among the nations, prepare for war. Wake up the mighty men, let all the men of war draw near, let them come. Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong. If your confession is strong, your faith will be strong. He's saying, if you are weak, say you are strong. If you are sick, say I'm healed. If you feel like you're going under, say I'm going over. You're not the tail, you're the head. You're not going under, you're going over. What is your confession in that situation? Hold on to your confession. Your confession is the very thing that will give you possession. But we are like a wave in the ocean, then to the left, then to the right. And we're so confused. The one minute we say God is able, the next minute we say, I wonder if God is going to do it. Let me see your hand if I'm talking to the right people here this morning. Your confession is your attitude towards God the Father. Faith has an attitude. Doubt has an attitude. Heaven has an atmosphere, has an attitude. When we talk about our confession or our declaration, it's everything about us. What are we declaring? It's in our walk. It's in our talk. It's in everything. People can see it, whether you're a man or woman of faith. They can hear it by your confession. If you're going to finish strong or not. Tozer said, the most important thing about you is what you believe about your God. If you know what a person believes about God, you'll be able to determine that person's future. Say, so if, you, if you know what leadership of a church believes about God, you'll be able to determine the future of that church with accuracy. Do you believe all things are possible with God? That God is who He says He is? That He will do what He's promised to do in your life? So you should ask yourself, what life are you living today? And are you confessing the life that you are living? An easier way is to ask your children, 
which you want to live the life that your parents are living. Because they hear the prayers that you pray. <laughs> the scripture that God gave us for this year, Job 22, go there quickly, Job 22 verse 28. When a confession comes from faith, that declaration that you are making becomes a prophetic word. Remember, how does faith work? You confess with your mouth unto salvation, and you believe with your heart unto righteousness. So righteousness is not for those who confess it, but for those who believe it. So when you confess it, it needs your heart's full agreement. When your confession has your heart's full agreement, there's power behind it. And it brings change. Then when you declare even something like the word of God, it becomes a prophetic word into your life. You shall also decide and decree a thing. And it shall be established for you and the light of God's favor shall shine upon your ways. You shall decide and you shall decree. What is it that you want to change in your life? Decide what you want changed and start to decree it, start to declare it. And then hold on to that confession and don't change it. And you'll see the light of God's favor will shine upon your ways. The light of God's favor will start to expel all shades of darkness. Every word that God has given us concerning this building project, we've declared it here with you. And we've allowed you to declare it with us as well. Not more, not less. Because God's word is enough and it cannot return back void. Have you been holding on to your confession? Turn to your neighbor and say, hold on to your confession. Because your confession will give you possession. God looks straight into our hearts. And he sees what you are really believing. And what are you confessing and declaring? Those two must be aligned. Listen here. Isaiah 42 verse 22. You need to underline this in your Bible. But this is a people robbed and plundered. Have you been robbed and plundered? All of them are snared in holes. And they are hidden in prison houses. They are for prey and no one delivers for plunder and no one says restore. God says you've been plundered, you've been robbed, the enemy has attacked you. And you're sitting here expecting God to do everything. He says get up and say restore. If the enemy has been stealing and plundering, it's time for you to get up in the authority that Christ has given you and say restore. In your marriage, restore. In your business, restore. In your children's lives, restore. Whatever area of your life, God says, get up, declare it, and say, restore. If you're not going to say restore, nothing is going to change in your life. It's not all up to God. You have your part to play. You don't know what I've gone through. The enemy is attacking me. The devil has lost pastor. If you want to lose the devil in your life, then why are you complaining? Hello? The devil is loose in my life. Well, whose confession is that? God has dealt with him once and for all. 
Change your confession. The devil has robbed and plundered and been stealing from us. Change your confession. Ezekiel, God says, what do you see? Dead bones. Speak to those dead bones and say, live. Change your confession. Stop looking with your natural eyes at your situation and start to declare the desired result that God wants in your life. Family, we don't have to fight for God. God will fight for himself. Come in agreement with God's word. Hear what God has said to you and start to declare it. If you're a man and woman of faith, start to confess it and hold on to that confession and don't change your confession. Keep your solid front. Your confession will give you possession. We are quick to say so many things. Even got a lot to say about men of God. This one is not of God. He's of the devil. Stop, don't do that. Don't let your confession be about other men of God. Keep your eyes on your own work. On your own race, your own assignment. Let God deal with them. Amen. Focus on your own situation. Say, Lord, restore. If you know the devil has plundered, has, has stolen from you, the minimum he has to pay back is double. When I look at the Bible, Job, God restored double. But is enough scripture to see that he must restore sevenfold? A hundredfold? A thousandfold? But you know, just start with double if your faith is there. Amen. Double is fine, amen? <laughs> Just start to say something, Lord, restore. Instead of shame, double honor, Lord. And start to declare it. Remind God of these promises. And don't murmur and complain. God looked at Israel and called them an evil congregation when they were murmuring and complaining. Don't your neighbor say your confession will give you possession. We don't have to fight for God. God will fight for us. Oftentimes when people want to fight for God, it's for their own pocket. You don't have to fight for God. God is God. Amen. We're in need of God. God does not need us. Amen. So let me close with this. David, young boy, from a natural point of view, it looks like he's been pushed away or to the side by his family. He's looking after some sheep or goat. On his own there, his brothers are on the battlefield. They've got the position of honor and glory. Simple assignment just to take some refreshments to his brothers is the very thing that God uses to set him up for his good future. He's been faithful in looking after the sheep and in that he had killed a lion and a bear. Gets on the battlefield. Gets on the battlefield. And there's a giant. Turn to your neighbor and ask them, are you facing a giant? Ask them again. Say, are you facing a giant? Say, be very careful what you confess about your giants. David hears his brother say that the person that kills this giant can marry the king's daughter. He's going to get a lot of money and his whole, their whole family. There's no need for them to pay taxes. I think those are the first three things. That's a good deal. David says, is this all that must be done? Are you sure? They say, yes. He confirms it, I think, three times. 
See, this is not a problem. Because this battle is not against me, it's against my God. The battle, when you make it personal, you're going to lose. Because then it's you and your own strength facing a giant. But if you know it's against God, he faces the giant. Listen to me. He did not fight the giant with weapons he didn't know. The giant's weapons was intimidation, slandering, backbiting. He didn't use those weapons. He used the weapons that he knew. Saul tried to clothe him in a different kind of armor, but he said, I don't know this armor. I'm not familiar with this kind of armor. It might work for you, but it does not work for me. I'm not into this kind of stuff. God is my shield. God is my protection. David confessed victory before he had the victory. His confession gave him possession. Family, here's the key. David found himself in the realm of victory in Christ Jesus. He had the victory before he even went into the battle. Where the giant was in the realm of defeat and failure. His trust was in his own ability, his own strength. His trust was in self-confidence. I'm big, I'm strong. I've killed many guys your size. David and the giant confessed exactly the same thing. The giant said to him, I'm going to kill you today and feed your flesh to the birds of the air. But he found himself in the realm of defeat and failure. Whereas David said to him, no, you've not come against me, you've come against my God. I'm the one that's going to kill you and feed your flesh to the birds of the air. And he held on to his confession. He kept his solid front. Family, listen to me. You might be facing a giant, something that you've never faced before. It's the same anointing that killed the lion, the same anointing that killed the bear, is the same anointing that will kill the giant in your life. Hold on to your confession and don't change your confession. Keep your solid front in your situation. Your confession leads you in the direction of your faith. If your confession is strong, your faith will be strong. But if the one minute you're confessing, God will help me, and the next minute you're confessing, God, you're like this. You know what's the sad thing? Saul was the one who was supposed to kill Goliath. If you go read in the chapters before that, Saul used to go on the battlefield and look for the biggest guy. Find the biggest guy and go kill him. But God's presence was not with him anymore. Remember, not even God spoke a word until the Holy Spirit was on the scene. What was it when David sinned that he prayed? He said, Lord, do not let your spirit depart from me. Why? Because he knew the words that he would speak. If the Holy Spirit is not with him, the friend that he had in the Holy Spirit was the one who disposed of giants. It was not from his own ability, but it was from this realm and victory in Christ Jesus where he lived that he could find victory. Your confession will give you possession. Your confession is your attitude before God the Father. All that David was saying when the giant came against him, his confession, his attitude, 
God, you are able. God, you said, this one is going to fall. You said, you'll give me the victory. And he held on to his position in Christ Jesus. Us not giving Christ the rightful place in our hearts is the reason for the crisis of our faith and our confession. Because if we allow the word of God to dominate our hearts, the word of God will dominate our confession. Then our confession will be strong and our faith will be strong. Turn to your neighbor and say, your confession will give you possession. Family, listen to me. Whenever you are facing difficulties, you must learn to use the weapons of your testimony. When you are facing difficulties, use the weapons of your testimony. How did they overcome him? By the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. You have a testimony. When David had to face Goliath, his testimony was, I had killed the lion. I had killed the bear. This giant, you are going to fall as well. Start to use the weapons that God has given you. You have a testimony. Start to testify. Hold on to your confession. Declare God's goodness and God's faithfulness in every situation. God has promised to see you through. If you know God is going to see you through, keep your solid front and hold on to your confession. Siela. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.